0: have materialistic goals to where you get an ex- you get an experience you can come a, a more well-rounded person and then things yeah. that you do strive for try to inspire somebody else so they can maybe have that one day or, or help them you know move on up so if you yeah. when you get that yeah. Porsche that Lamborghini you know do maybe a financial literacy class to some kids that don't know much about their finances yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Privilege Black Kids, hosted by yours truly, Kendall Camp. I'm very excited about today's guest. His name is Stefan Joseph. Um, me and Stefan actually met in New York for Bloomberg's Freshman Insights Day. Um, we hit it off and he told me about his podcast, which is called For the People. Um, after talking to him and learning about his podcast, I knew I had to get him on the show. Um, obviously, my biggest problem was he lived in New York and I go to school in Atlanta, and I am in California for the summer. So I decided to do the episode over FaceTime. Um, tell me what you guys think of the quality and how it was. Um, today we discussed the problem with materialistic goals. Um, I feel like in the world we live in today, everybody's striving for more, but where's the boundary on what becomes unhealthy? Um, we discussed that and also how to turn materialistic goals into positive reinforcements, not just to do better for yourself, but your community. Um, you can hit me up on Instagram if you like this show. Um, my Instagram name is underscore Kendall Camp. Um, send me your feedback. Let me know your favorite parts of this episode. Um, let me know what you're listening to and share it just to let people know. Um, can't thank you guys enough. Thanks for you continuing to support the podcast. And here's the seventh episode of Privileged Black Kids. What's up, Stefan? Thank you so much for coming on today. It's
1: great, my man. What's going on? Like, It's been a while since you can really get this going. But like, it's finally exciting that it's going to happen. But before we start, though, I got to ask you something.
0: Okay.
1: So it's kind of corny, right? But right. Like, I gotta know, I gotta know right? mm-hmm. You know, like You're in Kendall Camp
0: Yeah. Right?
1: So technically You're the original K-Camp How did you feel When some artist comes out of nowhere And kind of like bites his style like-
0: I mean, to be honest, like it was yeah i'm the original but like i never like no i never called myself k-camp like when yeah, i was in elementary school true. i think it was actually in uh it was in middle school right uh some it was in i think it was middle school or like high school like freshman year some girl was like oh you're k-camp right and she would always like joke <laughs> me about that stuff and like yeah, yeah. every time like she would see me she would like play the song and she would tweet me about this that, that k-camp song yeah, what's yeah, that yeah, song yeah, yeah. called i forgot it was like comfortable something like
1: i yeah, yeah at this point
0: I, where is he I've never heard I have, of him I have, I have no idea yeah
1: but I don't know
0: I was kinda of like thinking I'm like yo he's dead his name is like a day, K-Camp like what the hell like <laughs> anyways man but I have to get that corny joke out of the way nah it's it's, it, it, it's cool it, it's fine I mean it, it happens like I dealt with K-Camp people call me K-Money uh <laughs> like when I used to play basketball <laughs> when <laughs> I used to play basketball would be throwing dimes they call me K-Money crazy
1: K-Money k cool
0: cool cool yeah but let's uh let's get into the meat of this uh discussion what i called you for um i knew you're kind of the best person for it to kind of just talk about this but like of course like the topic today is like the problem with materialistic goals um and i was wondering like as far as from your perspective like why do you think people have materialistic goals
1: um and uh well before i even get into that they're like um on all seriousness, uh, thank you for definitely, like, having me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you doing an amazing job. Uh, really, I love, like, what you're doing as far as, you know, the podcast or content. I think there, um, you know, sort of like this lack of, you know, I guess they, you fill in a space in the creative community as far yeah. as content goes, mm-hmm. and that's pretty, pretty dope. Materialism, though, like, I, I had a bunch of different conversations with people about this. Like, you know, mm-hmm. when we spoke about talking about this, you know, it really like made me think, right, like what is materialism, what does it mean, Mm -hmm. and like honestly, you know, it it varies depending on conversations, but I think the common denominator you know, amongst all conversations is that it's a cultural thing, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, if you look at history um, the the material materialism is is, is, uh, associated with the stuff that you have
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the stuff that you have is associated with the wealth yeah. Right? and wealth is associated with the status mm-hmm. and then status is associated or, or, you know, correlated to how people treat you in your respective community.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, I, what we see is, you know, a desire to be, regarded as someone of importance, you
2: know mm-hmm, what I mean, so yeah. that even
1: if we, even if we trickle it down, right, to, to America, like, yeah. think of, think of, in, in simple terms, the American dream, right,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you come here as an immigrant, mm-hmm. you're like, you know, I want to get a house, I want to get a car, yeah, provide, send my
0: kids to school,
1: send my kids to school, exactly, mm-hmm. you know, like, get a good paying job and all of these things of that nature, mm-hmm. All of it is surrounded by wanting to be regarded as someone, you know, of importance in your respective community and your respective friend circles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The thing is, uh, for for me, as far as materialism goes, I think where it sort of started to, you know, get attached to that negative connotation, uh, it was when, it was when you know, like as as the income gap between you know the poor class and the rich class, as yeah. it increases, materialism starts to become more of a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Because if I can't feed my family, I can't, you know, get that new Porsche, or that new Benz, that new Nissan, yeah. and all of these things. Now it's kind of like all of these things are sort of they start to have this negative picture around them, right? Mm-hmm. So I think as income started to as history as time progressed, and income gaps become you know larger yeah. and larger mm-hmm. and they, and on, a, on a global scale at like that uh, materialism starts to have this negative connotation you know what i mean mm-hmm. but i mean i don't know these are some thoughts that is just coming to mind that i hear like materialism and you know, i'm talking to different people about it like you know i feel that's really where it's at right now and mm-hmm. you know that's something that's subject to change and it's subject to i guess evolution to a
0: degree i don't mm-hmm. know no that's uh that's that's interesting i mean i think materialist goes as far as it's its enhanced and it's got worse since social media's came out. Um, Most because used to, you know, you would see, let's say, you have your neighbors, like you would see there, you would have their house. And you guys have your cars, and you know, you would see yeah. what they're wearing. But now, social media, you can see everybody, like your friends, yeah. your family, celebrities, and it creates this constant kind of thing of just always feeling you need more. Um, yeah. And I think people don't realize it. Like it just, people don't realize it affects like just not just their productivity. But a lot of times with their relationships, like I noticed, I read an article that um, guys that tend to be on Instagram or Twitter more actually tend to cheat more than they would if they weren't. And the reason is for that is I think if you go on Instagram, you're seeing all these different pretty women. You think you have all these options instead of just saying faithful to the person you have. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. most
1: definitely. uh, One of my favorite books um, is is by Me The God. Um, (laughs) I mean, I don't know.
0: Yeah, um, yeah like I, I I looked at some of his stuff.
1: Yeah, this one is um called Shook Ones. It's the second book. um, And he had wrote something that I think, like, really highlights what social media has done to the definition of materialism,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: And the, and the connotations that it's brought about. You know, in his book, he goes into detail about how we are becoming insecure because we're living through or we're comparing our daily lives to everyone's highlight. Reel. Yeah. So for instance, and I, I spoke a little bit about this on my podcast, For the People. Yeah. I talked about how, um, you know, social media had its own, I had my I had my own social, social media experience where I had to get away from it mm-hmm. because I started to realize that I was getting a little depressed because, and, and as a matter of fact, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even undermine that depression too a little. I would say I was getting depressed
2: mm-hmm. because
1: I was realizing that I had to not only, I wouldn't say I had to keep up with other people because that's not really like how I see things, but I, I felt like I was in competition with myself yeah. because I would always be seeing like these memories and these things that I've done and these things that I've accomplished mm-hmm. and being that social media is to a degree like a, you know, digital scrapbook. I'm like, oh man, yeah.
0: like You didn't I like didn't you didn't like, like looking back at your past basically.
1: I liked looking at it, but I felt like I needed to show that I'm not falling
0: off. hmm I got what you, mean. you know what I mean. Yeah, totally. So it
1: it wasn't like I was I was proud of it. I'm like, oh no, good stuff. Like you did this, you did that, it's great to look at. But nobody wants to see you reposting that memory forever. So you gotta get up with something new.
0: Oh yeah. And it's
1: crazy because you'll realize, especially when it comes to stuff like that, that you're not necessarily falling off. It's just that different things are in motion mm-hmm. that just don't need to be, you know what I mean, publicized at that moment. So, mm-hmm. for instance, if you're doing well in school, nobody likes to say, like, oh, nobody, I mean, some do, right? But, like, the 4.0 average, you know, I mean, me personally, I'm not the type to be like, oh, I see my GPA, you yeah. know what I mean? But if I go, like if I'm down on Wall Street, I'm ringing the bell. Like I'm be like, hey, I was at the stock market today. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's not, and not a boasting thing. It's more so just like I just want to share this moment with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And all in all, yeah. So like all in all, I'm trying to share that moment, right, and and trying to feel like I have to have a moment to share, I started to look at myself a different way. Like yo, like, what are you doing, Steph? Like the people are looking at you this way but you're not being consistent. You're not putting up them points. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like you keep missing these shots. Mm -hmm. really and truly, I'm just working on my game. You know what I mean? So it it it, it definitely all ties into like what societal definition of materialism is at this point. You Mm know what I mean? Being that social media has brought out this new highlight reel that we all compare ourselves to, Mm -hmm. you know, it becomes more challenging for us to to really operate as we should in our daily lives, you know I, mean? mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you, What do you? I I, have you had any social media experiences that you felt like, yo, like I can't believe I'm really like comparing myself to this? Or
0: I would say it's, that's it, It's very true. I think it was. Um, it, and it kind of. I, I think it, I've always kind of had this comparison problem. i have honestly had it since elementary school, um, mm-hmm. but then social media came. Middle school got worse, and in middle school and high school. It was mainly basketball because of course like I hooped and you know, you my team was like we was yeah. alright, like we was uh we all we all were we were always on like on the door of making playoffs. Um so like yeah, we were I a good you, team, I like you we the, uh, what did you say? I
1: saw you, mean, I, saw, I saw you were making headlines
0: in the newspaper while you were playing ball. Oh yeah, I posted them on my Instagram. Yeah, that was oh <laughs> we was we was like three and 0 at that time. Life was good. Yeah. Um
2: yeah,
0: like <laughs> yeah, but like as far as like that, like I would compare to some of my other friends in the area, like, let's say if my team, like, and it'll be, and it's dumb stuff, bro. Like, it'll be, let's say, like, our team won a game on homecoming. Like, it's cool, but the other school, like, they have a bigger school, and they want a homecoming, and they get more clout on Twitter, whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, we won, but, like, we didn't get the type of clout or, like, stuff they get and, like, stuff like that. In college, it almost got, I would think, worse, especially going to, like, Morehouse and being around, like, Spelman and Clark, because you're around so many high-achieving African-American kids. Yeah. And we're all doing great things so it's like and it can get like really overwhelming as far as you stay in that mindset of comparing yourself because there'll, there'll be days like and it's almost like you can't get away from it because everybody's doing crazy things like um i think it was like it was an honor society that like i didn't i didn't get into for freshman year and at that time i was actually i, th- I was in new york i think it was either for morgan stanley or bloomberg and life yeah. is great, right? I go on Instagram, I'm like, oh, all these guys got into this honor society that I didn't get into. Mind you, I should be grateful dude. and happy for the opportunity that I have right now. At Bloomberg, right? Yeah, right. it was a Bloomberg or Morgan Stanley, I forgot. But, like, I'm yeah. thinking, like, oh, I didn't get to this honor society. Like, stuff like that, you know. Um, i just kind of had this bad thing of comparing myself to people as far as definitely materialistic things. And with social media, it's way worse, especially in college, because like we're all doing great things. Like I'm sure you have the kids in your school that they get like high GPA and they post yeah. it. They put a long uh, paragraph about saying how hard it was, and everybody says congratulations. Yeah, that paragraph sometimes be getting me. I'm like, yo, you did not work that hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it, like, it, like, it, like everybody's different. Like everybody loves a come story. Like oh, my grades weren't good, this good last semester, but this semester I had this. And it's just kind of this constant motion of just comparing yourself to people. Yeah. Which is good. Like, I want all my friends to win and succeed, but at the same time, you know, I don't want to, like, get in my head of me not feeling good enough.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's all, again, like, it, this materialism thing in combination of what it means nowadays is really, it, it really also touches on this, sense, this need for sensationalism. You know what I mean? The need for the story to be, you know, like, greater than it actually is. So, for instance, like, when you pointed out that after all of these accomplishments, there comes, like, this big paragraph of what the experience was like and what the journey was like. And, you know, sometimes these people, like, sort of fabricate the experience into this paragraph that isn't, the best representation of what actually went down. Mm-hmm. However, the thing is, the thing is, right again. Remembering like the, the key thing here is that like, highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, it's like even Inst- Instagram.
0: You know. Literally, like Instagram is literally just your life, your life achievements. Yeah. You know what even I mean? That,
1: even that, you don't even know that the person writing this paragraph and it's really
0: not true. Yeah, that's what? actually that's a fact because people be like, even at my school, like they'll be. They'll hype themselves up more on, like, Instagram post than what it actually was. Like, I'm not going to get into the person, but it was somebody... It was, like, it was like a program that, like, any person in, like, the Mora's Business Association it could go to. Like, it wasn't, like, selective. Yeah. Yeah. And the person posted it as if, like, it was, like, this very good accomplishment. Like, it was very selective, <laughs> and it was, like, this big thing. And I was, like, bro, like, anybody could have gone. Like, it wasn't like you had to apply or nothing. Like, and you posted on, like, oh, thank you. Like, like that's great, but, like, don't yeah. act like things... More than what they are, because I'll see that all the time. And be like, it's not that you know yeah. what I mean.
1: No, yeah, no, definitely. It's it's, but again, like you know, something that like we want to leave the audience with, right? That's going to tune into this is like that this whole materialism thing has really become a big part of this need for sensationalism. This need to be able to be regarded as someone of importance, somebody that matters. Uh, you know it's funny. I I don't know. I'm really into like film. Mm-hmm. Right, and like I'm also I'm into hood movies too. So I'm not gonna lie to you, right? So yeah. one of the movies, one of the movies I think they did a pretty exceptional job on. Um, was a movie with LL Cool J called Into Deep.
2: Uh huh.
1: It was um so in that movie um, <laughs> main character LL Cool J says something like, "Yo, the thing, the most, the thing that the the common factor." in almost all humans is that everybody simply just wants to be a part of something mm-hmm. and what that means is is that the need for the the, the, the inclusion yeah drives people to sensationalize yeah and sort of create this highlight reel for everyone else mm-hmm. just so that they can be a part of whatever it is that they want to be a part of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I think that's kind of like what encompasses what materialism has become and what direction it's moving.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. Just kind of feeling wonder that you have some type of value and you use those materialistic things to say, oh, yes, my life oh, has value. Yeah. yeah. So, so. that.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm sorry, my fault. No, I guess I was wondering, like, what are some of your materialistic goals? I know you have goals yourself. And I do myself, too, is, like, yeah, how do you yeah. say, like, oh, yeah, this is something I'm striving for, but, like, you still kind of keep that same mentality of being, like, a good person, you know?
1: That's a great question. I think for me, personally, as far as the children goes, um, I wouldn't take anything specifically. I mean, of course, there are the cars that I
0: want,
1: you know what I mean? I'm really big on
0: cars. Like, mm-hmm, same. So there's like a, yeah, like
1: same. I know I we both think about, but, about Porsches. Uh, I love Porsches. You know what I mean, like, I got a lot of them. I can't even. I won't. I'm not even gonna get started on that right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But the, of course, there's a car like that. I like. You know, there's, there's a house that I would probably you know buy if I had the money, like the money for it. Um, but I think as far as me, because I'm not too much of a materialistic person. So for me, my mm-hmm. materialism, my materialism goals would probably be for my lifestyle to match. So for instance, my car matches my house, and my house matches my clothes, and my clothes matches. Like my ambitions. Yeah So for instance For instance like You know I don't want to be driving You know That 911 GT4 And You know like I live in my mom's crib You know what I mean like, Yeah That does not make sense Yeah Yeah Regardless of whatever neighborhood she lives in Like being like Let's say she You know Catches the lotto And buys a big crib somewhere Or whatever mm-hmm. Like even then though Like you know what I mean I still feel as if Like it doesn't really match Because you know, it's kind of like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Your mm-hmm. priorities seem a little out of the ballpark. So, for me, materialism really means, like, the lifestyle matching, like, you know, credit scores and, you know, financial literacy being in tune. And and I think everything else should follow. You know what I mean? So,
0: I don't know. That's, that's
1: kind of like what my materialistic goals are, sort of.
0: Um, nah, like, that. that's what it makes Nah, it makes sense. I mean, I, as far as, I guess, my materialistic goals, um... And it's hard, too, make. Like, me being here from a small city. So, I'm sure you're around, like, a bunch of other people or brothers that want exotic cars and nice things. Oh, Just because, like, no. you being a big city, like, you... Not s-
1: want, Huh? Not one. Not want They have. Like, they yeah, have? They okay, my fault. People. Yeah, they, they got yeah, it. The
0: yeah. I don't post on Instagram, but
1: it's hard out here. Like, it's really hard. I got you. Man. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm... Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm listening, bro. Yeah, but, like, out here, like, it's almost... Because like I have a love, I've had a love for exotic cars or sports cars in general since probably like kindergarten, like even maybe yeah. preschool. Like I was always get, I would always get the toy cars and run them around and like.
1: Yeah,
0: me too. Me too. Uh, I was kind of like that weird black that like NASCAR like for some reason. Yeah. Like yeah, I would, me, too. me too. I would get all the cars. I would I would do races over like in through my house and I kind of got away from that when uh, middle school and high school. I got into basketball, but I got back into cars when I got to college. And, like, people that know me, like, I always want to have, like, a Lamborghini Huracan. I want to have yeah. a Mercedes. Um, but yeah. with me, like, I want the cars, but I want it to have a symbol of just saying you can do this too if you put in, like, the right, if you t- put in the right type of energy and work. Meaning, I want a Lamborghini, but it, ma- it forces me to stay discipline to actually stay in school to actually get a decent job. It makes me stay disciplined so I can maybe use some of that money to invest You know or or buy up real estate to actually have a a, a, enough passive income to where it's like i can get that car and it doesn't kill my bank account you know and then i can go teach other kids you know in in the community okay this you you want this you want multiple houses you want you want maybe a nice car let me show you how to actually do this instead of just the kind of typical thing of just trying to you know just oh i don't want to go to school and just work as hard but it's not really like adding up to anything
1: I think that's like, I, I think we're I think we're saying the same thing, um, and you know the reason why I, I like the direction you move the conversation in is because that's I think where the good like I think that's where the good connotation the positive connotation comes in as far as materialism goes. Right. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, materialism can also be symbolic for uh, you know a reflection of hard work good energy dedication and you know things of that sort Mm -hmm. and I mean similarly that's one of my ambitions as far as materialism materialism goes like showing people or the young people that you know are following in the footsteps of finding somebody finding somebody to follow that Like you know, I stayed in school for X amount of time. I mean, school might not be your best option, but yeah, I, I, it, it's just the dedication to my ambitions and my goals mm-hmm. is what has put me in position to get this car comfortably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, comfortably. Don't
0: be trying to, because, yeah. you know, there's a bunch of people that be trying to get Range Rovers, but they don't even like own yeah. a house, you know. So, exactly.
1: the lifestyle doesn't match, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it's like. I think that's where the, you know, the positive connotation goes or or, or is as far as materialism goes, you know? Yeah. I personally, like, if it were to be a dream car, like, all right, let's see it right now, right? Somebody said, like, they dump, like, 20 million cash on my lap. They're like, yo, this is only for cars, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm going I'm, to I'm just gonna give you a taste, right? Cause I'd probably be, like, wow, for me, but I'm, I'll just give you a taste, right? Like, I'd probably go, like, course the 9-11 i live ever turbo s zp4 mm-hmm. have to
2: like
1: right? just immediately right then i probably go and do myself a favor and get like one of those older g-wagons from mm-hmm. like went from like the period of time before they stopped making them mm-hmm. to like 2002 2004 all right gotcha yeah i get yeah. one of those g-wagons mm-hmm. in the in, in the uh the metallic gray mm-hmm. right the classic ones right then i would probably go ahead and Probably go do like a Ferrari F430. It's my favorite
0: car, converted. Right. Like, that's yeah, that's Ferrari. one of my that's of my favorite cars too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ferrari, the
1: red, the red Ferrari F430. I just, I don't know, I just love that car, right? And I got, so I got what? I got my, I got my tank. I got my drop top. Uh, you know what I mean? I got my race car. Yeah. To complete, to complete it all i probably do some nice like uh you know what I mean? I got to go do the S five fifty I didn't have. Yeah. I I I love the spaceship. You just gotta Yeah, I've I've been I've
0: been in they they're nice. They're nice. I know my yo, my one of my um so
1: two of my uncles have uh S five fifties. One has an older one from like 2008, uh eight and one has one from like two thousand seventeen. Mm hmm it's just like Ben's just did it right every time when it comes to those cars you know what I mean so it's just like gotta go and get it you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I, and to be honest like if we're being like if we're you know being transparent here I'd probably lease at least three of those cars yeah only because the car that I probably would keep is the F430 mm-hmm. and the Benz and the G-Wagon cause like I really like those cars but the Porsche the other the S550 I'm leasing them because I just don't I yeah. feel like I'm gonna be, I gotta get the new, the new, new, the new car every time.
0: Nah, I mean. that 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 that's real.
1: Yeah, so like, but the point of me mentioning the lineup is that if I come to a certain neighborhood, you know what I mean? It's and I, I come in, you know, one of these cars. The idea sparks in that little boy's mind.
0: How yeah, like, that? how do you get that?
1: yeah that
0: that was that was me like i remember like it was and this is how everything started like i went to san diego with my pops like he had some work stuff he had to do and i said can i come he said yeah and then i was begging him because this is at the time like uh ucla was popping blonzo so i was like dad can we please like visit ucla and i and he was he was like do you really want to do this i was like yeah it was getting late you know la traffic is terrible we was like all right we can go we go to ucla right like super big campus nice like i think they had like the nickelodeon like they're doing some award thing there they're setting up for but then um we start going through like the whole neighborhood and my like ucla is like right in like the middle of beverly hills and like we walk we we, like, we drive through and all you see is like mercedes bmw's audi's teslas you know porsches yeah. just nice cars and the, and like that was 17 year old kennel thinking how do, how do people get to this? Like, how do they get to a yeah. point where they can be financially free, like, have a nice car and, like, live in, like, a neighborhood like this? Like, that's what sparked my idea. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly.
1: Exactly. And I think that's what... the Like, that's... I guess that's the most important part of materialism, that's for me, at least. How? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the, the question of how. You know, I... It, it's unfortunate, though, because I'm, I don't know if you have had, like, a similar experience, but... I remember I was talking to uh, an older friend of mine and she was just sort of, like, indicating that when you, like, as a black man, when you do come to the neighborhood in these cars, Mm -hmm. that people think, or the young ones think, that the only way you got it is through a certain lifestyle or a certain means of income. So, like, it kind of gives me... That like that kind of like that conversation sort of like influenced.
0: Well you saying they think to, that you only got it like through uh, like what what way I guess? What were you trying to say? The, the, the,
1: the swinging nut
0: oh, their, so you're saying they only think oh you he, he was probably athlete he was entertainer they don't think like businessman doctor lawyer I got exactly. you exactly mm. and that kind of
1: like you know to a degree like a little like uh, yeah it's kind of like. I wouldn't say depressing, right? Because I don't like to throw that weird around. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's kind of like draining. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, does, it makes me think like, wow, like really and truly, I don't really see like billionaires like Robert, Robert Frederick Smith. I mean, kudos to all that he's been doing.
0: Yeah. Shout out to my Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah but I don't really see people like that coming to my neighborhood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, i could see why she'd say that because the people that do come to the neighborhood in those cars they tend to be leading a certain life so it's kind of like you know it gets complicated as far as materialism goes because Mm -hmm. then it's like
0: yeah i I, I mean everybody's like so different so like i remember i watched this youtube video it was like it was these guys and they literally were on rodeo drive asking everybody about their exotic cars you know rodeo drive is a hot spot for exotic cars and they would ask some people, like, how they got it, what they did. And you notice, of course, there's a lot of older people. And a lot of the older people said, like, it's not even that big of a deal to them. It's just a card that they have that they wanted. And they felt like they worked hard enough they can get it. And they said they only take it out on the weekends. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I think the difference is with black men, it's like, oh, we're very kind of, um, you know, we're bold. We're always trying to show off. And that's what a kid is thinking is like, oh, we probably only did it this way. And in reality, like, everybody's different as far as when they get exotic cars. So I'm sure you know there's people that have exotic cars that might only drive them once or twice a week. Maybe that, you know, and just uh, stay really low-key. Because at the end of the day, when you drive around in a Ferrari, a Porsche, a Lambo, Maserati, like, you're going to get looks, you're going to get turning heads. And a lot of people just don't like that attention. Like, I've heard stories of people that have Bugattis will get followed by people all the way to their house, you know. So,
1: oh, gee. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I, mean, I, yeah, I mean, I guess it is, yeah. I mean, look, these things do grab attention. However, this, the, the attention it grabs definitely won't stop me from getting it. I mean, because at the end of the day, it's for my own leisure, not yours. Right? Mm-hmm. So you can follow me wherever you want. But, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, like, at a, at a certain point, it just,
2: it yeah, off.
1: like, you know what I mean? Like, so as far as that goes, yeah, like it does grab a lot of attention. But it's also exciting to know that you've worked so hard or even even if you didn't work hard. Like let's just say you've
0: inherited You're right? a Trust Fund like Baby. You just, yeah,
1: let's say you're a Trust Fund Baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, honestly, uh, shout out to them, right? Yeah, <laughs> their parents
0: their parents or grandparents grinded it so hard so they don't you know, yeah, that's dope.
1: Exactly. But this, even then though, like the feeling of knowing that you can just hop in your Ferrari on the weekend and you feel like it is you know, it's something that I feel like nobody should be able to take away from you if you're able to do it yourself you're capable so you know it's a good it's a good conversation to have like materials uh, because it gets complicated and i don't think you can ever really truly get into the nuts and bolts of what it really means you know what i mean so Mm it's uh hey i don't know i guess everybody has their own experience right
0: no that's real i mean you know i think it's just for both of us like it, when I'm going to say when that car it's going to happen you know when that car comes it's, just re- it's really just about your message so don't be if a kid asks don't be the type of person that's like oh yeah just work hard you can get something like this like no give them like some like actual details and like hey you know start setting a calendar start setting your monthly, your monthly weekly yearly goals you know set a plan you know yeah. it's yeah. really yeah. I think most, most. you know the biggest thing yeah. I think is just inspire that's what I would say
1: yeah, most definitely. I, I I couldn't agree more. I think aspiration is a big part of it and it's also the start, I guess, of, mm-hmm. you know, like I guess it's part of the curiosity factor of the equation, right? Like, you know, aspire and be curious and see what happens after. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I think that's kinda like, you know, how that goes.
0: Yeah. So this this I guess kinda on the next question. We kinda got into it, but like I was wondering, so what are good materialistic goals to have? Because what I've noticed, like, within my life is, you know, you grow up and you start seeing certain things don't matter as much. So for me, like, I am not as big on shoes or clothes anymore. One, because I've always been kind of just, like, I was big into it, but then I I started, I have a lot of stuff now, basically. Because, like, I've been the same size since, like, my sophomore year of high school. So, like, I have shoes and clothes that I can wear and, like, be fine. So I'm not big on, like, you know... You know, middle school like you always want the freshest Jordans and different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like for me, like I noticed, like materialistic goals. I'm big on. I think buying up real estate is big for me, just creating that generational wealth, just having that land. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cars will just kind of be a thing for me, just because I love yeah. being smarter though, like not buying cars that I can't afford. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, those are probably like my main two or three things. You don't see me buy a bunch of jewelry. Like I'm not big in the jewelry. Like I have one. I have one, I think it's like uh what was the the watch called? T Tiso? I don't even know how to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, to yeah, me yeah. I'm not big on a Rolexes, like to me it's just a watch, yeah. but that's just me. You know, like what is for you like what are a good materialistic goals you have? <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a gesture. <laughs> um good materialistic goals. Um I'm big on watches, so um I, I gotta I gotta break break off with you on that
0: one. <laughs> nah everybody's different, but, yeah. I'm just not big but, on watches. But, but, see,
1: See the thing is though, right? What gets what gets interesting about that is that watches are potential investments. That's true. Are cars, mm-hmm. As are cars. but, but it depends guys, on the know, car. Most
0: most cars are depreciating assets. Exactly, mm-hmm.
1: exactly for the most part. But like, again, it brings me to the, the interesting part, or I guess you can say the exciting part about that industry is that if you know how to play the game, you know you can hold value in these cars. Yeah. Same as same as watches and you know other types of jewelry. So, I mean, I think that the, I, I guess the good answer for what a good nature of go goal would be to buy things that hold value or things that can, you know, be able to make you money in the future. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 at the same time, I can't knock anybody that says like, yo, to be honest, I made 100 k last week that I'm comfortable spending. I just want to get some Gucci. I yeah, like, is that you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, brother. You know what I mean? Do mm-hmm. your thing. But, you know, for me, though, I don't know if I would say I have any particular, like, good materialistic goals other than, like, yeah, you know, I want to, you know, be a part of, like, building generational wealth. I think that's a really big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, all of the nuts and bolts I go into that. Um, But, honestly, like, materialistically, like, when it comes to material stuff, like, it's all a risk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All, like, when, you, when you really get down to it, you could buy that piece of land and it could...
0: Yeah, it, uh, it actually doesn't go in value or something yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah,
1: You could buy that Rolex and you could just have bought the wrong year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, like, just, just, just like, like, why? Why did you buy it? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's all a risk. So I think that what it coming down to as far as good materials goes. goes. It's just make sure that it, it's not, you know, consuming you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Make sure that your materialistic goals isn't the root of your evil, you know what yeah, right? yeah. so, I mean? So, I mean, I don't know. I think that's kind of like what a good materialistic goal would be to be just a model to consume and, and, and see what follows. Yeah, and if you can see it as an investment, I think it's better than you guys kind of seeing it as, a, oh, I just want this thing to have it, but it goes down in value. I think if you
0: want something and you see you can... Help not just yourself or your family. I think it's like a good a good goal to have. Um, yeah, most definitely. This is kind of thing as far as the kind of last part on cars. Like, you know, a lot of financial advisors or anybody says cars. Is, you know, I work I work at a dealership right now. I'm working at Lexus. Oh and, really? yeah. And yeah, oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And it's been a, it's 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 been an eye opening experience, and you know, all the salespeople like we all know like cars are <laughs> a depreciating asset you know whether it's buy lease whatever you know how do you know as far as like all right is this because i think cars it's almost so bad as far as and it's kind of just the typical thing that kids want it's like all right i want a car when i get rich like you never hear people say oh i want really land some people say nice clothes and shoes but it's always the car and it's like how do you see certain cars like all right that's a good materialistic goal like you talking about the ferrari of how it can go up in value like what do you think
1: well, I mean, as a car enthusiast, I mean, I'm. Probably, I wouldn't say like I'm that much like I'm not the smartest car enthusiast ever, but like I really have a good love for cars. As a car enthusiast, I'd say that you know you kind of like study the game and you know like yeah what car what car holds value. So for instance, I mentioned the particular G wagon. Right. Mm-hmm. I know if I can get that. I know if I can get that one for a good buy. That it's gonna stay the same. Like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That's not gonna be my. It's not gonna be my everyday car. Yeah. So I can maintain a, If I can maintain it a certain way, maintain a certain mileage, and and keep it, you know, in, in tip top shape.
2: Mm-hmm. I know
1: that if I would ever want to sell it again, I'd uh, you know I I I'd make money. I give you an example, right? So one of my uncles, um, he's big in cars too. Uh, he actually buys cars and tells them. Mm-hmm. So he got his he got his hands on a 1932 Mercedes Benz.
0: So okay, damn. Only,
1: yeah, for I don't even remember the model, but it's like this convertible. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't even remember the model because I've never even heard of it. Mm-hmm. But um, so so he, he got his hands on it for 8k, and he told me he flipped it and sold it for like 20. Damn. <laughs> so it just goes to show you, and yeah. that was in a matter of weeks because it was matter a matter of weeks. Actually, made been like two, three months because he wasn't gonna sell it. Mm-hmm. But we had honestly just, you know, he said he got a good offer and was like, you know what, might as well just let it go because he was too attached to it. But it goes to show you that, of course, like there's money to be made in the industry. Mm-hmm. For the average for the average Joe, my advice would be this: when you're buying a certain car, like look into the history of that car. So, for instance. It's not that specific model Look into the history of that company So for instance We know that Lexus provides Like they make really good cars Right Mm -hmm. Like we know that Like Lexus Have a history of having Long lasting cars Yeah Right Like I can personally testify to that Because I have a friend of mine Who's beat up his (laughs) IS250 I mean he didn't even take care of it And he's still managing to get around Every day Right You know what year it is Or, Or how many miles it got Um It's updated mileage But it's like Maybe like two, because he's had it for a while, so yeah. I would say like two thousand and like
0: nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, I know a friend. She has that same car, and she says like she's had no problems with it. No problems,
1: mm-hmm. right? Him, he definitely has problems. He, my is not maintain it. Like I don't know. I think he just gets you it, starts it, and goes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So what I'd say is like look into the history of the car, look into the history of the car company, or if you, if not Lexus, look into Toyotas. You know that Toyota has. I mean, they time and time again have made these models of cars that are long-lasting. I know I have a neighbor of mine who has had one like this specific car for 23 years, and he drives it every day.
0: Damn!
1: It's a Toyota Camry from like 19 mm-hmm. something, right? 1990 something. Mm-hmm. So it just goes to yeah, just goes to show you that. As with everything else, it's comprehensive research. Now, again, remember, the common factor in these material things is that it's a risk. Mm-hmm. You might just get that model that's a lemon. You might just get that model that is just, like, not working out for you. You know what I mean? Or you just might be that driver or that car taker or a car caretaker that just, for some reason, just doesn't know when you need an oil change, when it tells you to. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like, it, it all sometimes can be a risk right Mm -hmm. but for the most part comprehensive research you know making sure that you're being up to par as far as like maintenance and all these things that 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 goes with owning these cars Mm
2: -hmm.
1: is really what would justify a car as a good materials it goes because let's be honest in most cities in america you do need a car to get around yeah not cities just most geographical locations you know a car is Sometimes your primary, if not only, form of transportation. Yeah. You know what I mean. So you can't just rule it out. Like although it has potential to be a liability more than an asset, mm-hmm. but you can't you can't just rule it out as something like you don't need. You
2: know yeah. Right?
1: So you know I, I would say as far as like materialistically speaking, as far as cars goes, like definitely research is a really big thing. Like look on the list. Look on what car companies have been you know what I mean time and time again producing reliable cars and that's a, like that's one way to start and if you feel as if like you want your car to be tailored a certain way go into you know do a little more research and see yeah. what what company meets your needs so that's kind of how I design I, I would you know recommend somebody design their materials to go as far as cars go
0: nah nah that's real uh, I mean that's all great as far as analysis as far as just do all the research, look at the background as far as the car, you know, like me, like, you know, with exotic cars, like, I'll probably, like, best believe my first exotic car is going to be used, um, I want it to be something that can, what do you say?
1: Yeah, me too, me too.
0: Like, it's going to be something that can stay around the same value, even if I drive it, like, a good amount of miles, you know, so. Yeah, yeah,
1: most definitely. Working at Lexus, though, like, you know, like, where's it been, like,
0: um, it's been interesting. It's been different, um, as far as, you know, from other dealerships. I'm in Central Valley, so, you know, of course, all the dealerships together, but it's always, like, Lexus, BMW, Mercedes are kind of, like, the higher class brands. And, um, yeah. you know, when, you, when you're at, you know, a dealership like Lexus is, you do you, you get, you get, like, a lot of older people, um, that yeah. have, like, the yeah. means for it. Because, like, even, like, a new Lexus, like, you're good with, with tax, you're easily talking over 50k. Um, yeah. so, you know, these cars are expensive, yeah. but you actually learn a lot from some people that come through there um you know some people have businesses i remember there's one guy came through like he actually owns like a bunch of real estate and you know he bought like an expensive car and just paid it all cash you know so you kind of learn from that you know as far as people that get these cars they have other sources of income they have businesses real estate maybe they have realties from a book um so you kind of learn that as far as like me working there um it's been it's been fun. Um, I've I've learned a lot from the sales people, you know, even like people within finance, service, you know, you get to learn a lot. Um, but also about myself sort of why I want in a car, you know, as far as I think this is actually advice. This is to anybody who is about to turn, you know, twenty two or even if you're eighteen looking for a car. The problem with a lot of college kids, when they get their first good paying job, they go get a very nice car or like a Lexus BMW Mercedes, they'll usually get a 3 Series BMW, a C-Class Mercedes, or an IS, a new IS, for I, Lexus. Yeah, because
1: yeah, those are like your entry into that world.
0: Yeah, my advice, honestly, and if you're really into cars, I would wait it out for two, three years. Drive something that is a lot for a lot less, and then maybe get that car one. You probably can have a couple bonuses that I'll be in by that time you're 25, 26. Yeah, you know, and then also your insurance goes down. I think when you turn twenty five, by a lot. Oh yeah,
1: so, I actually I worked in insurance um, like two years ago, and like no way, there's no. I mean, there's, I don't care if you've been driving under your parents' insurance since seventeen. Your rate is gonna be high up until you're about twenty six, and that, that, that's that's that for the most part across the board for all insurance companies. I worked at Austin mm-hmm. and. You know what I mean? One of the things my, my agency owner, she uh um, sort of was like a mentor to me. And she was saying, like, yo, honestly, like if, if you like if it was if I were you, I would definitely not try to get any type of like three class three series, C class or I S at an early age because insurance is gonna slam you for a fact. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you no, know, I, I I gotta I gotta agree with you on that.
0: Yeah. No, nah, I mean it's That's kind of my take from me being Lexington kind of learning, you know, and I think it's good any but what do you say?
1: It's Interesting though, you mentioned that some people come through there that it's sort of like to a degree like this sort of like uh, Different on the on a different side of the financial spectrum So like people that are getting royalties and real estate are coming through. It's so interesting how where you are dictate, like, with the type of people that you meet and the connections that you make. So it's pretty
0: cool, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that was kind of my thought process going to as far as dealerships I was looking at I could maybe work at to get experience. I knew, you know, the higher-end ones, like, my connections or network could maybe be better because of the people that I'm be seeing on a day-to-day basis. And even with yeah. that, too, like, I, you know, not everybody that buys Lexus has money like that. I yeah, have yeah, seen yeah, younger yeah. people... <laughs> I've seen younger people try to get cars that they really shouldn't be getting. And... <laughs> You know, but at the end of the day It's a great life experience for me I'm 19, I can learn from their mistakes And I have to make them myself yeah. You know, so Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, most definitely, yeah I mean, that's i guess i to a productive way to go about
0: it, right? Yeah Um But yeah, I guess kind of the next, like, subtopic So What part yeah. of New York are you from again?
1: From Brooklyn Brooklyn from Born and reed. Brooklyn? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you a yeah. Nets
0: fan? Oh, I mean,
1: come on Come on. First of all, you know, we're not even going to get into that. But oh, if I, if I do so, say myself, I'm extremely proud of the moves that they have been making. So I'm not going to name drop anybody. man.
0: You know? Yeah. I kind of know what's going on, but I will be getting a season pass and I will <laughs> be at these games. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's time to be alive. Nah, <laughs> when KD comes back in 2020, 2021, it, it'll be crazy. You know any, uh, you know any Knicks fans that were like, uh that were just, Like pissed Do I
1: know any Knicks Yeah I'm a Knicks fan I'm a big Knicks fan You know what I mean Mm -hmm. I was a Knicks fan Before Brooklyn came You know what I mean Well before the Nets Came to Brooklyn Mm -hmm. Uh, And and, you know like At this point though As Knicks fans We kind of like For the most part Have came to the understanding That the Knicks Will be the Knicks And that's just that You know what I mean Mm -hmm.
2: Like
1: they just Like the curse is a real thing And we kind of just like all right, whatever Like it's cool Like you do what you gotta do And you know But you know The Nets they have potential or they will so at least and you know it's like as exciting as these trades are like exciting as these rosters is, it's like we're not really too sure because new york has had like both the Mets and the Knicks have both had like people where like they've all they, they've had potential on their rosters yeah but the potential was like never met. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as, like, I don't know. It's just like a New York thing. I don't know
0: for some reason. Like, as exciting as these rosters, rosters sometimes are, it's just like, ah, uh, wouldn't believe this season? Like Yeah. You know what I mean? Nah, that's why I totally so, get that. Yeah. But yeah, let's. My I, 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 I gotta try to stay on topic. Um, but ba- basically, <laughs> what I was gonna ask is, you like growing up in New York? You know, big city, a lot going on. I was telling you before, like I told you over phone calls, is uh, when I went to New York, it was. Yeah. My anxiety, like my just my whole mood, like was through the roof it was everything was so fast, everything was just so like upbeat and just like the tempo and as people are just going from place to place. Like have you noticed and this is kinda of comparing me for living in the Central Valley in a small city, do people push more towards materialistic goals like in New York because everybody's kinda of so focused on getting to where they want? Yeah, no, it's oh
1: uh, like so I kinda mentioned I answered this a little earlier when um I was like, Yeah, like I have cousins like that have these type of cars and stuff and you know it's like this like it's just so crazy over here like as far as materials go like i'll give you an example right Mm -hmm. i'll be on my way to school so i take the soon, okay i'll be on my way to school it's winter time so like winter time is like the easiest time to kind of see like who has what in their closet because, like, all of these coats are coming out, right? Yeah. So, like, mad fur coats are coming out. But there's one company that makes mad bread off of New Yorkers <laughs> Canada Goose. Like, you don't even know. Like, it's, like, to the point where I want to know how is it that the income, the income gap is so large but everybody and their dogs have Canada Goose on the train. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. even make sense. So, mm-hmm. like, it just goes to show you how much the wealth is, in your face. Mm. So then, what does that do, right? What does that do for the average New Yorker? Now it's kind of like I might spend my last of my tech on that goose because I don't want to feel left out. And this is a real thing. They people are not going to admit it to you, but this is the thing. Because I honestly, I'm, I'm I'm currently saving up for a goose because <laughs> they're not going to leave me hanging on the tree this year. Mm. So it's just like it just goes to show you that like you know, it's just so much money around that sometimes it's hard to, like, it, it's hard to, like, stay in your own lane. Because it's like, if you're making, like, $1,200 and you see a goose for $800, you are like, oh, like, I can afford it, you know, I'm going to make it back the next check. And now, you're, like, maliciously, right, you're purchasing something that you really can't even afford because mm-hmm. you just not want to be left out. Or, like, for instance, I, I have, like, Cousins that own, like, BMWs, right? So, like, M4s, M3, M2, like, and those are, like, pretty expensive cars. Yeah. You have Yeah, me, I'm like, damn, like, how do I make a move to get that M3? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? How do I make a move to get the M5? And it's like, again, it sort of kind of deters you away from what should be the, I guess, again, touching on the good materials to go. Mm-hmm. Because now you just want to keep up with the Joneses. Joneses yeah. You keep, yeah, you want to keep up with the people, because you feel like, wait, like we're neighbors. You can get it. I can get it too.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's like a real thing. It's like really scary out here. Like, do I'm do you think it makes people
0: more sad and depressed too? Because I've realized, you know, I, you know, I I, I love traveling, and you know, me being in the Central Valley. You know, I got family in the Bay. I've spent time, of course, in ATL now in college. Like, I've been to New York a couple of times. And it's so interesting yeah. to kind of see how the world is so different as far as how everything goes. And I was making a joke with my friend while we were in New York. I was like, it's almost like New York, like, got so, so packed. They just decided to build everything, just keep building stuff up. And it's almost like everything is so packed. And it's like you can't really breathe. And it's just everybody who's coming to it. Because you see on pictures, you see on videos, you see on, like, YouTube or movies. It's like... New Yorkers is this beautiful place and everything's going on, but like in reality, a lot of people are just kind of just like overwhelmed while they're out there.
1: It's honestly great. I mean, look, I think what it is when you have so much stuff going on, it's kind of like hard to it's hard to focus in on what's really going on, right? So like when you have all these things moving around, like you know, there's hypertension. It's like this, just everything is go 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 go. Uh huh. Yeah. At some point, you have to you have to stop. If everything is, like, go, 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 go. Like, at some point, you forget you have to, like, breathe and just really take it all in. Mm -hmm. I think that's, like, a common symptom of New York is you forget to take it all in. Yeah. So, like, it touches back on, like, the pace of things definitely do factor in on your emotional state because across the board, you have these different work cultures that, you know, one must, in order to demonstrate that you're dedicated, you have to be a workaholic. Or, you know, in a school of holiday. I mean, I don't know what the school is. School the term, of hollering. Yeah, all right, all right, you know what I mean, but you got to show that you're addicted
0: to so what you're doing. Yeah, fast
1: pace. Yeah, the fast-paced lifestyle. And, you know, in order for it to be fast-paced, you have to be working, you know what I mean? Like, people aren't really attracted to the whole... I mean, so even maybe nightlife. Like, all in all, what you're doing has to be constantly on the road. You know what I mean? Mm. And, like... Scientific, like if we were to look at it from a scientific perspective, there's no way that one can handle all of this pressure and, and all of these, you know, you know, all of these potential factors of, you know, anxiety. There's no mm-hmm. way, you know, people aren't built of steel. Yeah, so yeah. I think as in as a european born and raised, and lived there all my life, I think it does factor in on your emotional state, most definitely.
0: Uh, no, that's real. Um, yeah. I guess comparing the two, like it's it's. It's it's different to where like I'm trying to learn kind of how to deal with it, especially being in Atlanta. As far as it's a lot bigger city than where I was at, and um, it's kind of it's really cool seeing like the kind of the pros and cons. Cause like out here in Central Valley, things are very slow and people are just kind of they move they move throughout their lives. They don't really think about the future. It's kind of like as long as school's going alright and work's going good, like life is fine. But let's say if you're in a city like ATL, New York, it's always like. How are you making moves? How are you moving up? What's what's the next thing? What's the next thing? It kind of creates this constant motion. And I think, like, you really have to learn how to balance it. Because out here, in the, like, out here in the Central Valley, California, it's so chill. It's good. I can kind of rest. But it does kind of sometimes, I do feel weird when, um, like, I'm a super ambitious, like, goals person. So I remember that the other day, I was in Sacramento with some of my friends. Like, uh, we were at one of my homegirls' birthday, birthday parties, like, a birthday dinner. And I had to step out of the dinner because I had to take a call for a program I was trying to get into for like thirty minutes.
2: Yeah.
0: Money, all my friends were like, What like what is he doing? Like that's just that's yeah, just yeah. weird. But like that's just me. I had I gotta handle my <laughs> stuff. Even though like I'm home and like I should be chilling. it's so, like I still have things I gotta do, you know. But
1: you're in New York so it means you're a New Yorker
0: at heart. A little bit. I don't know. I think I would I have to get used to it. Like when I was out there, um, I could see myself, I definitely wanna spend a summer out there. You know, see yeah. how it is. Maybe go full time if I work. You know, for a bank or tech company or consulting firm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no. I
1: mean, New York. New York is um. It's a place. It's a place to be. But I can say this that there was a point in time where I just felt like I couldn't take it. You know, anymore. And what I realized is not that I couldn't take it anymore. I just needed a break. So I flew out. I actually went to the A um, for like a couple of days. And when I came back, I was refreshed. Like I was like, all right, I got this. Like I'm back on track. And it just goes to show you that you know all of these moving parts at once, it can be a lot to take in. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you know, uh, it, it's good though. It's definitely a place to be.
0: Yeah. That. That's real. Um, I guess kind of last point as far as like, if you could give, what advice would you give to anybody that has has materialistic goals as far as the way they should go about it? Um, you know, the way they kind of just maneuver and think about the things they want, but still trying to try to stay true to their to their morals
1: I mean and I hate to be like the pastor here, but like <laughs> I mean, the bible like <laughs> the Bible says no, nah, I mean, I think that there's a verse in the Bible that mm-hmm. talks about this, and people i mean for the most part, people know i mean I think it's like a common thing at this point' to put the, the root of, of money is the root of all evil, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that I 100% agree with this, mm-hmm. but I think that it highlights that there is an evil in being consumed by money and being consumed by what money can you get. Mm-hmm. and I think that when you start to design your goals as far as like what material stuff that you want in life, I think it should be around not letting the, 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 the material stuff consume you, not mm-hmm. letting. I, I see that
0: i see that uh that Bloomberg. uh oh yeah the Bloomberg down my yeah, iphone yeah i see i see
1: i see you i see you hold on you plug the keychain I, I do see you. <laughs> yeah
0: they hooked us up real good with all the gear i got i got to the hotel i was like they give, they gave us all this yeah yeah no they they
1: Bloomberg is very generous with fucking gear um, yeah. i like how they're branded you know what i mean everything is Bloomberg, but mm. hey back 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 to the goal Mm -hmm. i think that you shouldn't let it consume you to the point where you're willing to lose your morals or compromise yourself your morals your family things that matter things that you can compromise the principle for that gucci bag Mm -hmm. for that lamborghini for that house in the hill Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i think when you begin to compromise who you are and and to start to let yourself go to the point you don't recognize who you are i think that's kind of when you know that bible verse comes into play or mm-hmm. being the root of all evil. so you know my advice would just be to stay in line with who you are and be consistent with that you know what I mean mm-hmm. don't change don't change because you're making countless change. you know what I mean yeah. don't change because the opportunities that you have in life are changing also and, and and as you start to move up in life you know know that there are some good connotations materialism there mm-hmm. are some negative connotations to materialism and it's up to you to figure out on what side of the spectrum you're going to fall on
2: yeah know?
1: so you know all in all i'd say that you know stay 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 true to yourself mm-hmm. um, I, I'm, I'm repeating that one because i think it's really, really yeah everywhere. um but also it's nothing wrong with you know being excited about for, like don't let anybody make you feel as if material things are like the end to your humility you mm-hmm. know what i mean or you don't make you no know, I, I don't think anybody should make you feel like your ambition is the you know this the, is the end all mm-hmm. point for you know like being a good person you know what i mean so uh, i think that really that really sums up for the most part materialism kind of like is to me and how
0: i think people should view it you know in, in a nutshell yeah nah like i totally get what you said i guess i'm thinking like what would i say like if i had advice to I somebody mean, that has materialistic goals because everybody is so different like i would just say like one and it's kind of like a thing for my family i didn't i didn't notice this till around last year before i went to college i noticed that my family like my dad was super frugal and like he always had two things he would spend like a bunch of money on or you know a good amount it was school and traveling like he was always big on us getting experiences and just you know doing different things you know yeah and you know materialistic things like it, it depends really how you think of it so like even yesterday i was with my boy i was we were doing a beat we were trying to create a beat yeah. for actually this podcast and he started playing the piano i was like that's kind of dope and then today like i just started randomly looking at youtube videos and i was trying to play the piano in my house mind you i used to have a piano uh, when in elementary school and i had lessons but i didn't i didn't care like really have materialistic goals to where you get an ex- you get an experience you can become a, a more well-rounded person and then yeah. things that you do strive for try to inspire somebody else so they can maybe have that one day or, or help them you know move on up so if you yeah. when you get that yeah. porsche that lamborghini you know do maybe a financial literacy classes some kids that don't know much about their finances, or, or 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 show or show kids or talk to kids about the process of of college and what it is like going from college to like maybe you know entrepreneurship or you know a job. So you know that's what I would say. Just use it more to kind of benefit other people when you get it.
1: Most definitely, man. I, I appreciate, appreciate this conversation was really 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 like dope for me personally. I mean. It took a while to get it but yeah i think it was worth it though you know what i mean yeah it just goes goes to show how dedicated you and i are so far as like what we're doing on our own time yeah um so that's why i like i definitely was like no i gotta like make this happen on my part because like i know that you weren't just like rescheduling for fun you know what i mean nah yeah like you were scheduling because you had to you know, do
0: this, do that, and stuff like that. Nah, it it was tough because this one, because the move I'm going through right now. Because you know, a lot of times we have yeah. showings at the house, but you know, it's yeah. nice we finally we finally made it happen.
1: Most definitely, I, I'm excited though. I mean, hope to hope you know you can get on my podcast soon. I mean, it gets a little complicated on mine because I'm not doing it by myself. But yeah. I, I definitely want to have you. I never want to have you on there and um, you know, shoot shoot some of that energy on my side and see what you feel about, uh, you know, whatever topic it is that we decide to pick apart.
0: So, nah, definitely. Just call me anytime and, you know, got my fingers crossed. Maybe I'll be in New York next summer. You never know, you know.
1: No, no, no. You are going to be in New York next summer. I already, I already know the vibes. Like, I know what's going on. <laughs> no, maybe you should talk about, like, the lingo. Because, honestly, Cali lingo is, like, weird to me. Like, I don't know. New York, lingo to me, maybe, it's like...
0: It's different. Like, when right i New York, New Yorkers talk, like, y'all talk so fast. I'm like, fast, I remember fast, I think fast. I first met you. I was like, bro, is, is does he drink <laughs> a, a lot of coffee? Like, is this how he is? Like, God, I was like, are you trying to both smoke? Thing. And, like, what is he doing?
1: This is, this is the thing. It's, bro, it's just like, it's a vibe. You feel me? And this is how we move. Oh uh, But, I, I look, maybe it's a sneak peek into what we might talk about on for the people. So, um... I think I had. Um, I think I was supposed
0: to text. Oh, my Instagram.
1: Yeah. Real Steph, Real Steph. J, and I'll text it to you.
0: Real Steph J, got you. I'll yeah. put that in the link in the uh, description so anybody can look for it. And also uh, plug your podcast. You know.
1: Most definitely. Um, uh, for dot T-H-A-P-P-L, for dot, the people. Um, and you know we sort of talk about you know we we sort of similarly touch on these topics. Um, you know except it's it's. Of us, it's me and my co host. Um, but I don't know, it was dope talking to you, bro. Looking forward to
0: uh, working with you in the future, man. Ah, definitely, thank you so much. Yes, All right, that'll be the seventh episode of Privilege Black Kids. Um, thank yes, you, Stefan. Sure. Thank you, sure. <laughs> thank you, Stefan, so much for coming on. Um, it's the first episode wow. I ever did over the phone, and we're 3,000 miles away, which is crazy, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. But um, I'm about to jump
1: into something, so let's uh, let's let's, let's, let's follow up on a on a show, you know I mean? Let's follow up on texting. Let's see when we can get this out to these privileged black kids,
0: man. Yeah? yeah, bro. Yeah, I'm just gonna like, close it out. Yeah, but uh, please like and follow us on SoundCloud or iTunes to hear more content of Privileged Black Kids. Um, if you like this episode, please post on your Instagram stories. Um, tag me at underscore Kendall Camp. Um it would be greatly appreciated. You guys are the reason this podcast keeps going. Um, and your yeah, feedback would sure. you know your feedback would be great. Um again, thank you so much for love and support and thank you for listening.